A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law. Broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham, except no subject. Hello, good afternoon, welcome, 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 thrice welcome, dear listeners, welcome to the den, this grey December afternoon, the floodlights are ablaze ahead of this crucial, it's become crucial, fixture against Huddersfield Town. Welcome to Akadung Millwall, my name is Nick Hart, you are joining, of course, the number one Millwall podcast, and I've just picked my way through some um, some bird shit to sit down in my usual seat, I'm a little bit early today, so I thought I'd just give you a quick run through of the starting 11 for today's Massive fixture. I mean, we've become embroiled after that midweek loss up there at Leicester City. We've become embroiled now in, realistically, a relegation dogfight. Huddersfield are one place below us in the division. We're in 20th after a load of uh, red L's on the um, BBC website. Huddersfield Town in 21st. One position below us, both on 21 points. Uh, goal difference separating us. They've actually had uh, a couple of draws, three draws, a win and one loss recently. So, um... You've got to argue near the form side. Um, so, yeah, a huge match. Long way in the season to go, but somehow it feels that the stakes are, are high today. Just named a starting 11. I believe it's going to be a 5-2-1-2 formation, as we saw at the King Power Stadium Wednesday evening. Uh, Sarkic, surprisingly for me, starts this afternoon. Uh, Sarkic, after his involvement in two of the two crucial opening goals for Leicester, Along with the defence, I think, and on both accounts, but um, he was certainly one of the uh, the guilty men for those two goals. Sarkic, anyway, in goal. Uh, I think it's going to be a back five. That's Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Wes Harding, Ryan Leonard, and uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey. Uh, the f- midfield two will be Jill Savile, Billy Mitch. Zian Fleming returns to the side again, surprisingly for me, because I thought we looked pretty good with Duncan Watmore in his position. On Wednesday night, I thought uh, Watmore made a nice driving run forwards that produced uh, the the, the uh, situation for the first goal for the uh, that nice take by Tom Bradshaw who starts this afternoon, and alongside uh, Kevin Nisbet. So five two one two, um, huge stakes as I say. Um, do we have the spine and the you know the, the the backbone to fight it out in the championship for a relegation battle? A sequence of really tough games ahead. We've got Huddersfield today. We've got Stoke next Saturday. Queen's Park Rangers on Boxing Day, so uh, zero points from those three fixtures, and it'll feel really like we are sinking fast. Anything above uh, six, seven points, happy days. We'll feel like we can put some clear blue water between us and the, uh, you know, the, the, the bottom sector. Anyway, we'll, we shall see. Anyway, dear listeners, as you all well know, this season we are having an involvement with PunditGames.co.uk, the number one football trivia game. I've got a couple of questions for you. I'll do the answers at half-time today, if I remember to do them. 
So I've got two questions here for you. First one is um, just to give you a, a bit of a, a picture of the uh, types of genres of questions you get on this board game. As I say, punditgames.co.uk. It's a, it's a great football trivia game. You just about do it for Christmas if you order fast. If you do order a game, then remember to mention Akdung, Akdung Millwall in the drop down and the Lions Food Hub gets a little bumsy bumsy out of the deal. So anyway, here's an international player's question. It's a 2001 Ballon d'Or winner. Also, he was the first athlete to reach 10 million followers on Twitter. A Brazilian, one of eight players to have won the World Cup, the Champions League, the Ballon d'Or, um, played for AC Milan, he's played for Real Madrid, he's played for Sao Paulo in Brazil, he's played for the Brazilian national side 92 times and scored 29 goals. Who is that player? We'll come back to the answer at half-time. I've got another one here for you, though. A football league question. You can think over the Brazilian, who's won, all, won it all so far. But this one is um, the only player to have scored a hat-trick in all four English divisions. A tiny striker, also known for his somersault celebration, which he had to use plenty of times during a prolific career, including 59 caps for Wales and 16 goals for the Welsh, Welsh national side. His career has taken in places like Cardiff, 183 appearances and 86 goals for Cardiff, West Brom, 43 uh, starts, 12 goals, Norwich City, Derby County, Nottingham Forest, 102 starts, 27 goals, and then he's gone on to uh, Blackpool, American football, Toronto, Canadian football, Vancouver, and uh, now coaching in Orange County, the OC, out in Florida. So um, he's scored a hat-trick in all four divisions, Welsh striker with a somersault. Come back to those two questions at the end, at the uh, half-time. Visit punditgames.co.uk to order your copy now. Listeners, it must be a stag do or something, or a bet, perhaps. There's a bunch of blokes just walked in, all wearing um, anoraks with um, bow ties. They've got a white shirt with a little black bow tie. And wearing flat caps as well. They've, they've got a kind of thin, pinched, kind of gaunt look about them. Um, bet? Stag do? I don't know. Don't know. Anyway, you see it all down here at the den, don't you, dear listeners? Just waiting for the two teams to come in to stadium whilst Mr Pythono goes into full manumission club mode. Sparsely uh, populated then though dear listeners I think the, um, the, the the wearing effect of the form this season starting to play its part with we've got empty seats around me normally this is the group on German stand but today it's just me and the bird ship in the in the corner that's nice people shaking their hands out for the showing up looking like that well played well played everyone Here come the two sides, dear listeners. So Huddersfield will be wearing a luminous high-vis style kit, like a yellow lime green. Mill, of course, in their familiar dark blue and white. Both teams line up to kick off. Millwall will be attacking the away end in the first half. As per chapter one, verse one of the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, knocked out by the old Venerable Bee back there in Jarrow Monastery, 9th century England. It's going to be Huddersfield to kick us off and away we jolly well go, dear listeners. Attacking lineup today, two strikers. Let's hope it gets uh, some reward. This is Huddersfield early, the 25. Just from the, uh, the first move of the game, there's a shot blocked there. 14 now on the right side of Mill penalty area. That's a wayward, wayward shot wide, you by the derision around me 
Long, long raking Jake Ball trying to find Norton Cuffey. It bounces the kindy for him on the right side as a cross in. That's took a deflection. That should be a corner. No, didn't take a deflection. Goal kick. It came off his Toblerone boots, dear listeners. A bit like me when I was trying to um, learn how to drive a golf club. Sliced in the same manner that I was slicing them. Unpredictably. We're pressing well. One thing I did think we did very nicely up there at Leicester was the pressing side of the game. That is something that uh, Joe Edwards has tried to introduce to the side. There's a ball forwards that Jake should get that and does. Back to Sarkic. Um, yeah, I thought we, we pressed well at Leicester. That was a game that got away for us for a million and one reasons. So I'm not going to go into it again today, but that is pleasing to see us do it again today. Lovely little take and turn there by Fleming. It's on the left side. It's a ball into the box. Oh, it falls out to Cuffey. He just couldn't bring it under control. Bradshaw who picks it over. Nice crossing by Zian Fleming. We're on seven minutes. Just wouldn't have fallen right for Brook Norton Cuffey. And then uh, it was a tough, tough gig for Tom Bradshaw. Hooked it high, unfortunately. Chance for Millwall, though. First chance of the game. Um, we do look a little bit brighter so far. I hesitate to say that. We're coming towards about eight minutes or so into the game. That was a, that was a good chance there for Millwall a few moments ago. Words like pivotal and, um, you know, monumental. I don't know. Modern, the modern game is replete with hyperbole. And hyperbole. Um, it's not that crucial. It's, it's important that we win today. But it's still 26 games, 25 games after today to go. So, you know, the season doesn't turn on this result, but it'll be a massive shot in the arm if we can get a result against relegation rivals. I mispronounced hyperbole, didn't I? I tried to say with a Las Vegas twang. Hyperbole. Husky chocolate still being advertised. There was a story that we're taking legal action against our shirt sponsors. Their, their name just popped up on the illuminated advertising rail around the around the ground and they're still on the shirts so we haven't severed connections with it. They're all head the flick header. But I did read that Hammerby, the Swedish side, have severed their relationship with Husky completely, taking their name off of their shirts. We played them nice tackle there this bet earned the crowd's applause and it is. Yeah they've they've taken Husky off of their shirts in Sweden. Um and we're taking legal action against Husky. It's quite hard to see what the, um, the dispute is about. I'm going to presume money has not changed hands in sufficient quantities. That's normally the root of all disputes, isn't it? But at the moment, they're still on the front of our shirts and their name still pops up around the side advertising. My, my Swedish contacts inform me that apparently it's quite a popular drink amongst the, the Swedish skiing set. Because um, I've never seen it. Over, over here I think they were giving some away weren't they at one point early in the season but I've never seen it for sale in any retail outlet that I've seen um, but apparently very popular amongst the uh, the ski set in Sweden doesn't include me yeah the psychological boost of a win today will be um, the main the main effect really I mean three points would be valuable but the psychological effects and the lift the shot in the arm so to speak that the whole club will get from moving up and away slightly, ever so slightly, from the bottom three. Will be the main impact, I think. Joe Edwards um, was speaking to the South London Press about the uh, forthcoming January transfer window and his desire and wish to sign impact players, impact players that's going to take our team and change it. 
Um, fingers crossed on that front. No word on who that might be, but one thing I did notice, and it's been noticed around the den, is that uh, Roman SA is not even on the bench this afternoon. So um, give me a better conspiracy theory than one I've come up with. Jameson, Ginger and Lime being advertised on the boards. I could do with one of those right now. That will go down very nicely. Nicely done, Billy Mitch. This is Ryan Leonard from distance. He's put the ball into Kevin Nisbet. Can he take and turn? He can. It's a shot on target. Goalkeeper collects nicely. Fuchsia-clad goalkeeper down low. Well done. He's on target. Probably lacked a bit of power. 17 minutes, I'd say. What we've got to watch this afternoon, dear listeners, is these moments of um, lapses of concentration that's done for us. Did for us on Wednesday night. Done for us a few times over the course of the season. And we're not seeing much from, from Huddersfield so far. But you can't switch off for a moment in this league. They've shown no danger as yet. We are 18 minutes in, I'd say. That's trickled through to the goalkeeper. Clean sheet would do Sarkic a power good as well, incidentally. A bit like Jameson would do me a power good right now. Ball over the top. Almost round Esker. Ball over the top towards Bradshaw. He just can't quite collect with the control needed there. But... Uh, Huddersfield under a bit of pressure in the corner now. They, that's a nice touch. The uh, 18. Free kick conceded by, by uh, Jules Saville. Nicely taken by him though. Huddersfield pressing all the way back to Sarkic. His famed distribution skills put it to touch. <laughs> it was under pressure there from two foraging Huddersfield town strikers there. So they forced an error really. I'm being sarcastic I know. I find I've been overcome with sarcasm since I've arrived in the ground here, listen, as part of the um, security bird um, spiking on the security camera above me has fallen off, so they've kind of kicked that into the corner of the terracing, and there's a little bit of bird shit around me. Um, so, yeah, m perhaps a tolerable amount of bird shit for a member of the working classes. So maybe that's how it's looked at, I don't know. But, yeah, some of the spiking fell off, so. We've got a, an avian flu germ-loaded spike on the floor here. The lowest form of wit sarcasm, isn't it, dear listeners? They say. I want to know what the highest form of wit is. Mill trying to press and probe. Savile gets clipped in midfield. Enough referee does give a free kick. I'm a long way away from the referee, but he seems to have a kind of John Pertwee, Doctor Who-type look to him. If I had to zoom binoculars with me. I might confirm or deny that, but he's got that kind of uh, early 70s Doctor Who vibe going on. Free kick Millwall just inside the, the left of the centre circle, just inside the Huddersfield half. We're on about 20, 21 minutes. Murray Wallace floats it forward. There goes Jake. It, offside, pushing, existence, who knows. Yeah, the guys down below, the, the stag guys, they're, they've got some kind of 1920s vibe going on there. They've got like a... It's not quite a Peaky Blinders. I don't know, they've got a strange kind of skull flat caps on with braces and, and um, bow ties. And one of them's got like a, a, a neck kind of watch, you know, like a, like a pocket watch, but on a neck chain. So I don't know what's going on there, dear listeners. It's more interesting than the game's been so far. We're coming towards the halfway point of the half 20 22 minutes perhaps Duncan what more warming up good applause I thought he was uh, an impact player on Wednesday night but uh, dropped in favour of Zian who was benched of course at Leicester 
finds Ian Fleming now, just in, about halfway inside the Huddersfield half. Murray now on the left. There's a ball in. That's a, oh, over the top of the goalkeeper. Cuffey. His cross back is actually taken by the goalkeeper. Little moments there where hints of danger. Boom at 24 minutes. Sarkic comes, gets beaten to the punch and clears it. Living on his nerves there. The boy don't want for confidence coming out for that. I thought we'd been beaten and given an open goal to the striker on the right side there, but we dodged that bullet, dear listeners. Sarkic brought out of his penalty here again by a bit of a death, death header by Murray Wallace there, but we do get away with it. Big off-field club news, I suppose, is that the club has done a, a brilliant application to Suffolk Council to rename Zampa Road in favour of John Berylson Way. Um, they're asking for messages of support for that. There's a, an address on the club website, Suffolk Council, um, to add your name, uh, your words of support. They're asking it for residents. I ignored that and sent my words of support because I think it's a, a brilliant initiative, a great tribute to one of our, if not our, greatest chairman. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that, that works out. The, the, the application to change Zampa Road to John Berylson Way, which I think is a fantastic idea. And um, let's hope, it, let's hope it, it goes through the council and gets permission. This is Huddersfield breaking forwards. We do have some numbers back. 14 on the right side. Well tackled there, uh, Jules Saville. Always lucky there, Huddersfield pressing forwards and um, almost picking up a chance inside the penalty. But it runs over the, the byline. Goal kick. It's been a pretty average game, in truth, dear listeners. We're on 30, 33 minutes, perhaps. Two mundane sides, I think, would be the best way I can put this. We've not really created any chances. We had that moment for Tom Bradshaw, didn't we, when he hooked it high over the bar. Huddersfield have had some moves forward, but no real danger. Touchwood, rabbit's foot, lucky Heather. Um, so, yeah, not exactly a glowing advert for championship football so far. Ball into space, Norton Cuffey to chase it down. The goalkeeper's going to clear it. I think the Huddersfield manager, Darren Moore, I believe it is, will, on balance, be quite pleased with his side situation at 35 minutes. So they've not really had any extreme danger. That, that moment for Tom Bradshaw that we've mentioned. Um, otherwise, it's been pretty much um, even money between two fairly a, a drab sides. And he'll be the happier as the away as the away manager in that situation, won't he? There's always a chance to nick a goal. Here they come pressing forwards on the right side. This is the eight blonde blonde um, peroxide type. Balls into the mix. That's a, a back heel, flamboyant back heel by the 25, collected simply enough by by Marty Asarkic. Ball breaks. Zian Fleming now just outside the D takes a shot. That's a bats away by the goalkeeper, almost into the path of Tom Bradshaw. The ooh, you would have heard the ooh. That was just wide of Tom Bradshaw as he followed up. Probably not quite as much power as uh, CN would have wanted on that shot. Billy Mitchell now does well to win the ball. Ryan Nether, Mill got a bit of steam going now. Norton Cuffey on the right side. Gets a floaty crossing. That's too close to the goalkeeper. Live for adventure with Husky Chocolate that we're taking legal action against. Live for legal action. Live for the courtroom. Bit of a debate online as to whether we're. Um, this always happens whenever there's a the relegation haunted season, whether the, the board are in some way angling to go down and clear the wage bill in some some you know, diabolical Machiavellian way. I don't buy that. There's a ball in from the left side. That's Eddie Clear. 
Um, I mean, the loss of income by falling into League One is, is dramatic. And I can't believe that there's, you know, some idea that we, we kind of flush the system almost by having a restart in League One. It's, um, it's a tough division to get out of. You're going to places like um, Fleetwood, Carlisle, blow, ball into the box there on the left side from Huddersfield. That's going for the run out of play. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, the, the drop off in crowds, the drop off in income, you name it. There's, there's no upside to relegation, in my opinion. So, this is indeed a big January transfer window where, as Joe Edwards has rightly put it, to the South London, we need to get players that are going to make an impact because at the moment the squad we have doesn't really make much of an impact on anybody. And I've got to say that at um, 40, 41 minutes, we look very ordinary this afternoon. I'll still take a win, but we do look ordinary. And if it does mean that we have to move an asset on in, say, for example, possibly, who knows, Roman Essay, then that may well be the price of improvement. But it's all speculation. I have no evidence and, um, you know, no inside track, as I keep saying. It's a poor game of football, dear listeners. Let me just tell you that much. Wherever you're listening around the world, around the globe, big shout out to all of our Australian listeners, our Canadian listeners, our American listeners, and anywhere else in the uh, you know, the seven seas. Um, this is a mundane game of football. I'll let your imagination do the rest on a cold, darkening December afternoon in South Bermondsey. Liven up, someone shouts from the other side of the stadium. If only, if only. Bradshaw gets clattered, thankfully getting a free kick. It's coming towards 40, 44 minutes, 45. Murray launches it high, high, high towards Jake. It hits a, a yellow-clad head. It's bouncing around. It falls to West Harding. Ball shot from West Harding, taken nicely enough by the goalkeeper, actually. Decent shot, bouncing on the, on the ground, but the goalkeeper got down well for it. There it is, nil-nil. Um, in truth, very little incident to report from that first 45 minutes. Um, to ordinary sides, as I say. So, anyway, at the break, nil-nil. Achtung, Milbal. Let's have a bit of excitement, dear listeners, in the half-time break. Let's do our punditgames.co.uk question. Two genres for you this afternoon. International players and football league players, just to give you a bit of an idea of the breadth available on this number one football trivia game. Um, I asked you at the start of today's proceedings... Um, international question that a 2007 Ballon d'Or winner also the first athlete to reach 10 million followers on Twitter who knew this a Brazilian he's one of eight players to have won the World Cup the Champions League and the Ballon d'Or um, played for AC Milan he's played for Real Madrid Sao Paulo in Brazil he's a Brazilian international um, you name it he's won it it is Kaká Kaká and the other question which I tempted you with a little teaser um, a somersaulting goal scorer, the only player that have scored hat-tricks in all four English divisions. Um, 50, Welsh uh, international, 59 caps for Wales, 86, 86 goals. Robert Earnshaw, Robert Earnshaw is the other striker in question. Do visit punditgames.co.uk, select Acton Mill when you get asked to drop down at checkout and the Lions Food Hub will get a nice little dropsy for their Christmas food collections punditgames.co.uk I think we're ready to go off we go Joe Edwards words must have involved more energy more spark more um, vroom, vroom, vroom. 
going forwards because we've just settled into a mundane pattern in that first half. And we've got to be doing better than that at home. I mean, it's been a thing that's bedeviled us for some time now. One way or the other, under Rowett and under Edwards now. Huddersfield now pressing forwards. Little on the edge of the D. They've got an overlap going here. This is the 15. That's deflected wide for a corner, left-sided corner. 47 minutes. I thought for one moment he buried it into the top of the net. They're just one of those fears that crossed my mind, dear listeners. 14 is going to take it. Down below us. It's chipped in. It's uh, bouncing around. It should be cleared. Norton Cuffey gets it away. Let's dink straight back by the last defender. He forcefully manages to keep it in. Huddersfield still on the attack here. There's a bit of a danger here. This is 15 on the left side. Shot in. That's away by Sarkic. A little bit of panic there for a moment. We'll do bring away, thankfully, though. This bit getting clattered. Wins a throw in. There's a little moment of panic there, dear listeners. I don't know if you detected it in my voice. Not much so far to enliven the spirit or the soul, dear listeners. If, is that why you come to the den, you might ask, Nick? Um, I suppose I do. <laughs> I suppose I do. It's a sad in, indictment of my life, isn't it? Yeah. But no, nothing much so far to get you excited or lift you out of your seat. But uh, 50 minutes, so we've still got 40 to go. This is Huddersfield now breaking. This is the eight, the rather peroxide Billy Idol lookalike on the right. There's a ball into the... Oh, blimey. It was a cross-come shot. I think it was meant as a cross. It was flew across our goal high. It went far away. Sarkic looks small in the goal. I think this is my... Um, is, is this like a, a hang-up, a psychological hang-up I've got listeners? You tell me. But he looks like a small man in the goal. I, I think I've been brought up on physically imposing large blokes, you know? Like, uh, I'm thinking of Tony Warner here. You know, man, scousers that look like can flatten you. And um, 40, you know... This is ball forwards. Zian let it get away from him. No good shouting at everybody else, Zian. You put it in, put it into a position where you couldn't control it. Yeah, Irish, big Irishman, you know, that's what I want to see in goal. Um, I haven't seen enough yet from Sarkic to show me why he's first choice over Bart Bielkowski. You took the, yeah, there we are. Ball through, he's a 25, offside, offside. It's a ball in for the 15. Cuts inside. This is the 18 shot over the bar. Looping shot over the bar. Destructive, dear listeners. Destructive. But it's a poor performance. Music to the Huddersfield ears, that will be. But there we are. Yeah, well, we were promised um, some higher level of football um, when Joe Edwards arrived. We're not seeing that, certainly this afternoon, which is uh, we're playing one of our peer-level peer sides here in Huddersfield. Another poor side, but we're not really showing much. And we don't really have the, the tools in, the, in our armoury, that's a mix my metaphors, to, to take it up upper level. This is Millwall breaking, as is Jake Cooper. Murray Wallace on the left. We just run into blind alleys. We had a moment where we could break forwards. There's no... We stop keeping possession but it just takes the sting out of the uh, the move listeners this is a frustrating watch a hard watch I think as uh, Dan Marsh wrote in the South London Press Mill being a hard watch this season and that's the truth of it ball leftwards nice ball Murray Wallace on the left no movement not good enough ball in from the left there's a ball 
Oh, in front of goal. Yes, he's gone in, but Milton Cuffey puts it in from close range. Bounced around on the line. 1-0 Millwall. Collective lift of pressure around the den. Bloody hell. Let's see that again on the screen. It came in, the goalkeeper didn't collect it. Brook was there, it seemed to be, um, it was going to come clear. But somehow he forces it over the line from close range. My best take on that. Let's have a look on the screen. 56 minutes. Let's look, raise the, the, the crowd's mood. Ball in from the left, it was Murray, I think. Takes a flick header from Bradshaw, the goalkeeper don't collect. It falls into the path of Brook Norton Cuffey, manages to force it over the line under the attention of a goal. Good work, Brook Norton Cuffey, persistent work. 1 0 Mill, thank Christ for that. It was always going to take a goal like that. Scruffy coming off the glass. However it goes in, don't care, don't care, do we? The fans that were booing are now cheering. Put a bit of atmosphere into the ground, at least they're listening, so that's good. Michael Avery. Michael. I thought, I thought I'd come to Group on Corner. Group on Corner. Bird shit corner, mate. Uh, yeah, some things don't change. What do you think of the goal? Oh, well, however they go in, they count, and that's one of those goals, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice um, persistence by Brook Norton Cuffey to get it over the line. Do you know what? It's one of those, I don't know about you guys up here in uh, Block 1, but in Block 3, we were like, what? Well, I thought they were going to get it cleared, you yeah, know. Yeah. But um, he forced it over, and that's so persistent. Well yeah, done. Yeah. But it's been a very ordinary game, Michael, isn't it? Do you know what? Like, seeing some comments and hearing some people say, boring. Do you know, it is a little bit dull, I'm not going to lie, and that goal hasn't massively sparked too much life into it, but... It's not disastrous, you know. Well, we weren't losing it, that's for no, sure. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said down there about 42 minutes. I was like, positive is <laughs> we ain't let a goal in. But, as I said, apart from just a couple of moments ago, Huddersfield have done absolutely nothing to Oh, us. no, they've been... No, they, they, they come out pressing, but um, not been any dangers. A long ball there towards Brook Norton Cuffey. Goal score, he's taken that nicely. Into uh, two, the attention of two, now three defenders, though, unfortunately. He is the blondest person I've ever seen in my life. He looks life. like um, a, bit, a young Billy Idol. Any, any of the older listeners out remember Generation X? He looks like a young yeah. Billy Idol without the attitude. Mm. But do you know what? Like I said, I don't think he, he's had nothing to do with Sarkic. That was a, bit, a little bit of a let off from the corner. I bet he yeah. put it in. Yeah. Um, but again, ultimately, you can only play what's in front of you. Like we, we, we were saying the other day about Leicester and Ipswich. Good sides, they take it to the sword. You play against teams in the bottom of the table, you've got to beat them, and that's what we're doing at the moment. Thankfully, we got in front. That's, that was a big sigh, a collective sigh of relief when that ball crossed the line. However, it went over, it don't matter. Hey ho. Hey ho. We're saying about Nisbet and Bradshaw, I don't think they're doing too bad together. Mm. I mean, they're, they're not playing the classic Paul Moody, Paul, Paul Moody, Neil Harris, but they get the knockdowns, they sort of know where each other are. A, a measure of understanding, haven't they? Yeah, they're just, they're just very similar, but. We shall see. I'm going to get back down and make sure my kids are right, Nick, and, 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 and make sure Avery Senior is all right with them. Granddad duties and all oh, that. Sorry. Happy Christmas, if I don't Happy see Christmas, you yeah, and you, mate. And get a calendar. Mine just turned up the other day because it went to the wrong address. It arrived. It arrived. <laughs> the first one or the second one? Blame Royal Mail. Blame Royal Mail. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Do get, check, out get Mike, get check out Michael's Eriff Town Dockers Debate Series, by the way. Well worth a listen. Sixty-two minutes. The crowd is certainly enlivened. That goal has had um, a pick-me-up effect, listeners. A bit like the Jameson that I was dreaming of earlier on. The ball comes into twenty-five. Little moment there. Ball across the goal. Blimey! If they had men following in there, they would have had an open goal. But as it is, it falls to Ryan Leonard who clears it. Looks like Mill going to make some substitutions. Fleming coming out. In comes Watmore. 
I think that's a justified move. He's not had a particularly big impact on today's game. Zian Fleming, in my opinion. It's the return of Joe Bryan, is it? Murray Wallace coming out. Good to see. A decent player. So let's hope um, he can have an influence on the remaining 25, 26 minutes. Ball breaks. This is uh, Nisbet. It's going to go back to Jake. Takes it quite nicely, actually. Oh, it's an awful ball. <laughs> it's an awful ball. He clatters his man, gives away a free kick. <laughs> Franz Beckenbauer, eat your heart out. Famous German player for any younger listeners. Wonder who Franz Beckenbauer was. Thinking of the uh, the crooked FIFA official he became. He was a good footballer in his day. This is Joe Bryan breaking for his lovely ball in. This is Watmore almost broke from Bryan with a follow-up. Nice break forwards. There's a moment of class and quality out of nowhere. 67 minutes. So I'm don't, I don't know what the applause is for. Is it for Johnny Neal? No, I don't know. No. Is it for Johnny Neal, I wonder? Apologies, Liz. I'm going to have to cor correct the record when I get back online. Apologies for not knowing what that was about. I'm, I'm wondering whether it's for John Neal, a, a Millwall fan who passed away very recently. I um, mentioned him on the previous show. If so, well done to everyone for that applause. Um, there we are. Millwall keeping possession well now. We look a different team suddenly with Joe Bryan in the side, listeners. We've got some vim and some, um, some energy and what more, of course. Little take and turn was dribbled across to Nisbet. It's gone over. No, he's still in the he's still in the, in play. I thought he'd gone over the bar for a corner. This is Billy. Nice take. What more? Fifteen gets gas. Joe Bryant gets clipped by the eight. Yellow card for that. For one moment he'd hurt him, but he's up okay, walking away. Seventy minutes. The game is transformed by the introduction of Joe Bryan already. I think he's made an immediate impact. We can see that what a quality player he is. He certainly um, made an impact in this game. A second goal would be really, really nice now, listeners. That would send me home tonight in a very, very affable mood. And I may well treat myself to. Um, I think we've got some Jameson indoors. I might have a Jameson. I've been inspired. Advertising, subconscious advertising has worked. I may well have one later on. Then it comes from. Savile, it falls to, uh, to Billy Mitch, Brooke Norton Cuffey now on the halfway line. Will keep in possession. Jules Sav, all forwards into Jake Cooper playing as a forward there. He gets clipped. This is Brooke Norton Cuffey on the right side now, attacking the, the fullback. He jinks into the box, he gets a no space. It falls to Jules Savile, fires over on the. Uh, have to take it first time. Nice shot, just over the left hand side of the, uh, the crossbar. 72 minutes. Mill looks suddenly a lot more dangerous coming down that left side, listeners. And I'm not going to be horrid to Murray Wallace because I think he's a very honest player, but you can just tell the, um, the attacking quality of Joe Bryan as, as he's come into the game. Game has opened up considerably from what it was in the first half, certainly since the, the Mill goal. 18 now, is it a penalty? Is a shot blocked? Keeper's going to come and takes it. It's a goal kick. 78 minutes. Danger zone from the middle perspective this season. Giving away sloppy, silly goals late. This is Mill back in possession now, down at the Huddersfield end. Brook Norton Cuffey. We're just trying to keep it in the on the right side, really. 87 minutes. I make it. Be an invaluable win if we can retain it. But here come Huddersfield, and that's going to go for a left-sided corner. 
In comes the corner. It's bouncing around. Hoofed clear. Blimey. It's a good job I'm on some serious level heart medication, listeners. Six minutes. Six minutes. Free kick for Huddersfield over on the right side, the touchline. In line with the edge of the penalty area. It's going to be near the byline. The touchline, rather. Chance for Huddersfield to dig it into the middle. We've probably got about one and a half, two minutes to go. So at the risk of repeating myself, listeners, they switched on Millwall. In it comes from the right, the 14 taking it. Ball's up and looping away. It falls to edge of the penalty area. almost... Oh, penalty! No, no, no! Oh, my word. Handball. I didn't see it. Bloody hell. Will Wall. Late, late, late penalty. Ball, uh, a volley dinked back in. It must have hit someone's hand. And he's given it like a shot. This would be on the brink of full time. Last, last ditch penalty. Would you believe it? Here we go, takes it. One each. Oh. Soon to put it straight down the middle as a penalty from what I saw of it, listeners, the angle I got. Um, one each. Um, referee, referee's decision, what can I say? I mean, in fairness, the, the Huddersfield team appealed as soon as the uh, ball came flying in. A lot of people packed into a tight space. Maybe uh, you get a, you know, a ricochet and it hits someone in the hand. I'm guessing that's what it was. I missed it in real time. Um, we've looked a lot better since Watmore and Joe Bryan have come into the game. But as ever this season, we're letting goals go, get, you know, sloppy this and refereeing decisions are costing us. There it is. One all. Referee's decision settles it as a draw. Um, as I say, I didn't see enough of it in real time to really comment. Looked like the ball was pumped into the melee and uh, he's awarded a penalty. So there it is. One all. Um, first half, poor. Ordinary. Dreary. Second half, better once we got the goal, which was uh, well worked by Brooke Norton Cuffey from that left-sided cross. And with the introduction of Joe Bryan and Duncan Watmore, I thought we looked a much better side than obviously the referees intervened at the death of proceedings. So there are positives to take forwards. Um, this game was hyped up slightly to be this kind of uh, titanic clash. It probably wasn't that. Two fairly ordinary sides in truth, but we looked like we had better players to bring in. So um, on to Stoke. Finishes Millwall 1, Huddersfield Town 1. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Achtung, Milbal. Big welcome on the show to review yesterday's one all draw. Is Mr. Harry Warren Sunday with Harry Sunday morning with H? How are you doing, H? I'm all right. This feels like um Sunday morning with H sounds like a really shit sort of BBC <laughs> like a little Coonsberg. Yeah, yeah. Ninety nine P store version. Yeah, where I invite <laughs> sort of various left wing politicians and grill them. Um, <laughs> Or maybe the 98p store version of Laura Koonsberg, I don't know. Um, we were reviewing yesterday's, uh, in the end, uh, well, of a frustrating draw. I mean, obviously, the late, late, late penalty um, took away a lot of the taste from yesterday. Um, H, we were just saying off air, that was, uh, for a first half, I thought that was as mediocre as anything I've seen under, under well, for a long time. I mean, Rowett, uh, obviously, um, is the most recent incumbent, but... That was very, very poor. And, you know, up until the goal, we were just saying, um, the, the beginnings, the glimmerings of booing going on at what, what was being seen at the den. Um, we livened up after the goal, though, didn't we, yesterday? Yeah. I, I can't remember anything that happened in the first half, can you? I, ju- I just seem to remember... Oh, no, well, I remember one, one thing. Sar- Sarkic decided to come charging out about 30 yards out, sit on the ball and somehow not give it... Yeah, that worried me. Um, he he worries me, but we'll come back to him. That that worried me. Um, that, I can't remember anything else of note in the first half. Oh, Cuffy missed um, a chance. Bradshaw missed a chance. Bradshaw had a good chance. I mean, I was surprised. I watched the highlights, real listeners, on on the the club website, um, and I didn't show the one chance that I thought was the best. They showed a couple of weakish shots in the first half. One from Nisbet on the edge of the D. Oh, what, didn't really get behind it. Yeah, and a, 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 it was a shot of, of sorts from Zian, which kind of the goalkeeper got down for and saved it in the pit of his belly. Mm-hmm. It was it was on target, so you know it just lacked power or any any kind of venom. Um, but the, the best chance I thought was uh, I think it was a cross in from the the the, the right I think, um, and Bradshaw kind of got underneath it, he volleyed it, and it went high over the bar. Maybe that was a reason why they didn't show it because it was it was actually in the end. High over the bar. That was about the best chance I thought of the first half, which they didn't show. But it was a wasteland, Harry. Um, the first half was dispiriting on a level that, um, you know, it's hard to put into words because the Joe Edwards era started with high hopes, didn't it? You know, talk of playing a more modern style of football. And I can see what he's trying to achieve, but this, this squad are not capable of playing that kind of high-pressing, high-energy Top level football, it's just it's beyond them. You could, and you saw that in the first half. I feel. Yeah, I agree. I think um, every single area of the squad, like if we're going to name the defence, they need a player there to enable them to play 
this kind of passing, bring it out from the back nonsense. Um, the midfield, we've got no one that can play long range sort of splitting defence splitting passes or has the vision or the time to get their Not yesterday sort of we did, play. No. And then no. up front we've got Nisbet who is a finisher and Bradshaw is a worker, but I'm not sure I'm not sure we've got anyone that sort of what's the right word? I, I don't think we've got anyone to break the lines and get beyond their defence, so therefore it comes very congested. In the midfield we've got no wingers at the club, so we can't get yeah. around the sides. And and this all plays into why Joe Edwards' style isn't working because you can't necessarily play that style to its to its fullest extent. I think, and um, I'm trying you to be, it, I'm, need... I'm trying to be balanced, but I'm worried, and I am I am very, very yeah. Happy. No, me, me too. I mean, I wanted in in the heat of the moment yesterday, you leave it then feeling quite um, you know downbeat. Be my best word, I suppose. Uh, in a cold light of day, I, I thought, no, I want to be, I want to be um, trying to accentuate, accentuate the positive, so to speak. Um, and there were some bits because I thought with the, obviously the goal, um, I, I don't know if it was a touch of fortune. It was, it was quite well followed in actually by, um, by Brooke Norton Cuffey in the second half. It was a decent cross. It was a nice flick header from Tom Bradshaw again, and a similar one to the, a similar opportunity to the one that he scored up at, up at Leicester. Um, the goalkeeper got down well, and then obviously it was scrambled in from close by Brook Norton Cuff, and he's got to be there to get those chances. So I take my hat off to the boy for being there. It looked a bit scruffy in real time. It looked better on the on the real. I thought, and that relieved a lot of um, tension around the den, H. Um, and I felt we actually started to with the introduction also of Joe Bryan. And the removal of Zian Fleming, who we will come back to, but the introduction of Duncan Watmore and Joe Bryan actually got us playing some better stuff. Um, we we improved in the second half. I felt. Did you see it that way? Um, no, I didn't. Um, you didn't. No. Okay, okay. I thought okay. before the goal, Huddersfield were on top um, at the start. Of that the start of the second. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. And I thought if they had scored, then the den would have turned very nasty um, and properly switched rather than being murmurings of booing, I think we mm. had full, full sort of, uh, on, on, the, on the five, <laughs> on the five stages to, you can't get off the bus, um, without getting COVID, I think, I think we were, we were approaching a very rapidly, rapidly accelerating zone two, um, of the murmurings, <laughs> but we, 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 we managed to score against the run of play. Murray Wallace sort of aimlessly smashed the cross in and, and somehow their keeper made a fumble with it and, and we took our chance. Um, yeah, Dunk was better than Zian. Um, just, but again, we've just through energy, just, just through, I mean, Duncan Watmore just runs. That's all he does. He never plays the pass at the right time. That that is what he doesn't do. He just runs into blind Andes. But by doing that, it's actually you know it's very Millwall. You know, to oh, it looks like he's working, so it's so it's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that we 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 sort of when we went one 0 up, we looked quite comfortable. I didn't. I then thought that knocked the stuffing out of Huddersfield, um, and I couldn't see him getting back into it in any way, shape, or form. I didn't think that we'd necessarily improved. I just felt a collective weight had been lifted from their shoulders and they just sort of were like, oh, well, we're one nil up and it doesn't, we don't really need to overly commit to this and we can sort of hit them on the break now and it, it, it's all right and it looked fine, as you said. And Byron looked good when he came on with the ball at his feet and 
you know, we started to move the ball a little bit better in the sense that I felt more confident. We weren't playing yeah. passes into blind alleys and, and, and we were spreading the play and it looked quite good. But still, there's that, you know, that Millwall voice in the back of your head that goes, oh, I'm not fucking happy at 1-0. Not with a one-goal lead. No, we, 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 we can't see out games, um, which requires something, the, the intangible thing called football intelligence, Harry. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, necessarily agree with that. I think they were robbed were robbed against Sunderland and I don't give a fuck what anyone tells me about that. I haven't watched it back. There's no way the ref can see whether or not that's deliberate handball or not. There's no way. There is absolutely I think it was an unlucky an unlucky decision. Yeah. I, I think what I'm what I meant by that was the conceding of a free kick on the right side with literally seconds to go in the game, which wasn't necessary. The, the football intelligence side of it says that you you know you, you don't give away cheap free kicks in dangerous situations because it gave Huddersfield the chance to lob the ball into the middle, and it was it was a pretty standard uh, lump back in from the you know the header out, and it was hit on the volley I think if memory serves, and then it's unluckily hit Jules Sav. I think he's kind of half touched his head and half touched his hand. It's a strange. Um, He's trying to block it, but it's caught his hand. And yeah, like like the cliche has it, we we've seen those given. It was given yesterday, so we're unlucky with the decision. But it was the the concession of a free kick in a dangerous position. Yeah, I think that's, that would do my head in. Yeah, I, I get it, but I think you're, you know, I think you're, I think you're sort of looking for that one. I don't think it was. I've seen worse Millwall free kicks given away and nothing come of it. You know, I mean, when you lux pox, you lux pox type. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I think. Yeah. I mean, everyone needs to sort of, you know, there's people online that seem to be like, fucking, yeah, fucking Cooper, fucking this, fucking that. It's just, it's, that the, the, the problem is, is that Cooper's not very good on his own. And you've got a defender next to him who's no better than the other one that's not in the side. And uh, and for me, it's, it's not working out. Ryan Leonard shouldn't be playing right back, but he is. And, and you can question all these things. There's bigger things to question than why the players are knackered at the end of every game. Um, I think well, they're, they're working They're working very hard. Joe Edwards in his post-match, I mean, he said it a couple of times in the, the post-match interviews because he's a great statistics man, all related onto these sports bra things that they wear, was talking about the amount of workload and the running that they're doing, statistics, because the system requires a lot of um, high-pressing and a lot of high-energy. Um, he said they're doing the work. So it's not, you know, I think one of the easy cliches is that this is a lazy team. I don't think they're a lazy team. No, I just I don't, don't think, think they're good enough. I, I don't, don't think, think they're good enough for this system. I don't think they're fit enough, mate. I don't I don't think they were ever fit enough. I think the fucking ex-fucking fitness coach who now does a podcast with the man we shall not name is a cunt. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my opinion. They're never, they've not been fit enough. They look fucked all the time. Every, every game since game one. And it's difficult to... It's difficult to catch that back up. It's diff- it's difficult in a, in the mid season is it's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. You know, especially yeah. in the championship, and especially with some of the players that we've got who are internationals, they fuck off for weeks at a time, and you can't necessarily go. All right, well, we'll use this international break Millwall as well for the you know on the five harbingers of the apocalypse. You know, your sponsor <laughs> not giving you any money, the training ground not being um, yeah. not being started. Yeah, that's that's or looking at you. The manager's got no experience, and the squad's not very good and old, and we've got no one to sell. Um, I mean, on the five armages of the Millwall apocalypse, we're getting sort of down the line towards you know Defcon League One, um, and, and and you know uh, I I don't want to be right, but I can't. You know I I know we drew yesterday, but 
everyone gave it the big and like in, in group chats and whatever. We've got to get something from this game. We've got to win this game. That fucking QPR appointed, um, in my opinion. Cifuentes, yeah. yeah. Marty Cifuentes. Uh, QPR have appointed someone who seemingly is getting points. Um, I know they gave it away in the last minute yesterday. They, Sheffield they Wednesday. Yesterday. Well, they won the one. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday managed to win 2 1. They've closed the gap between the two of them. And now it's instead of being, there's three worse teams than us. It's now we're in one of those three teams that are just sort of teetering on the edge of getting caught by the two worst teams than the three of us, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it looks like five, two from five. Um, I know. Well, I'd say two. We're we're a six-team grouping. I mean, there's a, there's a three-point gap between us and Swansea in 18th. So then below Swansea is Millwall, Stoke, Huddersfield, then the bottom three, QPR, Sheffield, and Rotherham are adrift at the moment. Let's see how the season goes. They look like they're they're certainly uh, destined for League One. But otherwise, it's per many two, any two, as you say, from those five, I guess, at the moment, unless we can find some form. It's off to Stoke next week. So that's a, another big game. Um, I... I my take on yesterday, Harry, and my take on quite a few games since Joe Edwards has come in is we're, we're, we're getting into a kind of a zone of being on the brink of being at an average side. We're just on the brink of it, not quite making it, not quite there, but forever promising to be an average side. Um, I don't think we're going to ever be a brilliant side with this squad in the championship, but we're not, we've got the potential not to be too bad to be an average side. Um, but we're not quite achieving that. And we're in danger of getting stuck in a permanent zone of not quite being there and that's that's as you say you're right yeah it's relegation uh one of the relegation elements isn't it yeah i mean i watched uh, i watched ipswich v norwich and i tried to watch it in a very car as i ate both of them it makes them very yeah easy. as i say that must have been a hard watch well it makes it easy doesn't it because you can laugh at both teams being <laughs> shit um and i watched it and the ipswich you know this you know the difference between our playing style and ipswich's playing style is that all three of their like their back three centre backs, right? Yesterday I was watching it, and we we watched Ipswich destroy Millwall, and we know how good they are, right? Mm. Mm. But all three of their centre backs move with the ball and are very graceful on their feet and very, you know, um, you know, very modern, shall we say? In, yeah, in their, yeah, in their yeah. Role, right? Their wing backs are quick. They're they're good, right? Their three centre midfielders are a a a sort of Ryan Leonard meets George Savile, meets Casper Denor in one player, rather than, like, like, a, like a clone. Yeah, rather than having three of them trying <laughs> to do that, they've got one player that can do all those three elements all tackle, three. part yeah. and run, right? And and this this is what comes of being in League One and starting from League One. Now, what my worry is, is Millwall went, that's brilliant. Fucking look at what Ipswich have done. We can do it in the Championship on the cheap without getting relegated. That's that's my worry, and I don't mm. necessarily think you can. I mean, there's been reasons that we haven't played our kids in the championship, or or previous managers have said, you know, the jump is massive, you know, in in terms of yeah, 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 and we haven't done that. And I just feel like I don't know if this. I don't want to slag off. Um, I can't remember the boy's name. I don't want to say about you know um, JB Junior, but I. Don't feel like, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. feel like this appointment would have been made if his dad was still around. I, I'll be totally honest. I, I think this is a this is a big gamble at a time where it didn't need to be a big gamble. I I, I just think you know, like yesterday, maybe a more experienced manager when we go one nil up and you know 
with what we've got left probably brings another centre half on or, or bringing mm. centre. You know, I, I I just don't see what's the right word. I just don't the nouse, the football, yeah. the experience and of nouse, the football nouse, and that's that's going to come. But it can't really come when you're in the middle of a relegation battle, or if it does, it needs to come fucking lively because because that's what's going to happen. And the championship, you know, is is a very difficult league. It's a very difficult league to get out of in yeah. in in a positive sense, but it's a really easy one to get fucking shuffled out the trap door. The, the, the trap door is certainly beneath us at the moment, Harry. I, I do agree. I mean, obviously, we've got this 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 January transfer window, and the, the size of the the task for Joe Edwards, and I, I, I agree, I agree that um, it was a gamble to appoint him. I, I, I like the, the ambition and the aim behind it, but <laughs> we are in the middle. I mean, we've got, what, 20, 25 games to go now in the season, so actually it starts to narrow very quickly. Once you get past Christmas, the season, you know, starts to become very, very shortened very quickly. Um, so we do need to find some answers quickly. There was a, a thing in the South London. I'm just trying to find the article on the South London website that we're hunting impact players that can come in and make a quick difference to us. So we'll see what fucking, how that shapes up. I fucking hate the fat fucking word. We're looking for impact. impact players. That's an Americanism, isn't it? It's, 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 it's so an American football. Bollocks. Just bollocks. Just bollocks. Just more impact and more players. Club bollocks. <laughs> just platted out at any fucking moment. Uh, um, don't read it. So don't cr- fucking read any of this shit. Just turn up. I have to because I do. I do a podcast. I'm people. saying this wider. You you can palm it out on this. Episode. Just fucking. Just stop reading all this shit. Stop listening to Gary Rowett. Stop fucking reading the articles. You're gonna make yourselves ill. Just walk away from it. All. The, the, the the fucking output from the PR fucking machine. The, the logic of that is don't don't go and watch football because uh, it will make you it will, will do your head in this, uh, listeners out there. Um uh, obviously the the penalty, yeah. I mean I, I had watched it on the reel this morning, it's which nice. was last gasp. Um it, it hits his you can see it, it's it's kind of hits half his head it seems and then touches his hand and the referee straight to the to the spot and that's you know it certainly touches his hand so you can't really argue if it is in the penalty area so there it is. Um, yeah, I mean, we're being realistic, looking at the thing as it is. I mean, I, I just tried to make a little list of what I would look the priorities for improvement in in January. I know that you can say everyone everywhere, but that's that's not going to be helpful. I mean, I'm I'm thinking the defence looks so fragile, Harry. Um, and I think you're right about the quality of the central defenders. Um, we've got to find some someone that can. <laughs> Um, I mean, at the moment, our best two players yesterday were two two fragile, delicate roses. One was called Ryan Leonard, and the other one, I thought, when he came in, was Joe Bryan, because they stood out to me. And But you can't depend on those. So we need to find some quality in the centre of, of defence. And to be honest, midfield as well. I know Casper de Noor is, is out for a bit, and he gave us a little bit of um, passing ability, but we, we, we had no movement. We had very little yesterday, overall. Um, I'll make those the, the areas for improvement priority wise. What do you see? Do you think? Um, if you were to get Byron into the side, Brian, yeah. yeah, 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 you get that's the left back issue solved. Yeah. Um, I'm still not sure on Norton Cuffey. I know he scored. I just don't. I what he is? Do you know what he is? Because he's not a defender. I don't, no, I, he looks like a drift, a drifty winger, but he's not probably not quite as good as Paul Ifill as I remember him. Yeah. But he's kind of got that touch. But he's he, he can defend quite well. He does some decent 
challenges, but you don't, I don't really see him as a defender, do you? No, I, I think I he's a, so, so, he's a, wi- a winger, yeah, a winger, I suppose. Pretty much, yeah. And I, I feel like that's kind of Ryan Leonard's ending up playing sort of as this auxiliary sort of weird right back. Right back. But, yeah. but I don't think that's right. I think that's taking something away from Ryan Leonard because I feel like Ryan Leonard in the middle could be quite good. Do you know what I mean? In this sort of no, we missed we missed his dynamism in midfield, the running and the I mean, and, the, and the, the, the the urging the team. I mean, he can't pass, so I'm not going to turn around and say that Ryan Lennon's the best, you know, passer of the football mm. or whatever. But what he would do is he definitely give you that box to box energy that I think we kind of need, and just to get yeah. you up the pitch. So I think maybe the injuries aren't helping a little bit, but we're. I just think we've only got one plan. That's that's another thing. Like you look at our bench and you think, who's going to come on and change this or make an impact or, or swing a ball in or, or beat a man and get it to the byline and pull it back? You know, what I mean, we ain't got anyone that yeah, can yeah. do that. No, 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 no. Um, Imaku, Imaku was on the bench. He's not that kind of player. Imaku is a pace forward. Um, I'd play him, I, I still play him through the centre. I just, I just don't, I don't get shoving him out. Didn't wide. see him at all. No, I haven't seen him at all. See, that's um, also, that's also another thing. Is like, you know, I, I think if you are going to go down, I'd rather go down with like this sort of proud. We're going to play the guns game. blazing, gun like the, like yeah, the, like two yeah, yeah, yeah. six shooters in both hands yeah, going yeah, out. Yeah. In We're the... going to go out at the Alamo, um, which is more Millwall, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but I'd rather play if you are going to admit that we've got no money and we're not going to sign anyone, at least play the kids because. And then, and then there's no, other... SA not even on the bench. Oh, yes, okay. no, there's there's been an online debate as to whether SA is any you know fundamentally whether the, uh, the manager rates him or whether he needs more time with the under 20. But he's, he's in England under 20, uh, can I, under 20 international. Can I he scored H. Yes, can, yeah, I, can I question this, this idea? that um, Joe Edwards is going to... There seems to be this idea online, and I don't want to sort of pile on, but where have you seen this idea that he's gone, I've got brilliant links at Chelsea and and England and all this other stuff, other than the fact that he's worked at them, right? Other than the fact that he's been at Everton as well, right? But we don't know if they're any fucking good, right? The argument would be be that Chelsea have just spent fucking the equivalent of the US Army's fucking defence budget... On players over the last eighteen months and signing them on seven year deals. I mean, they spent eighty three million pounds on that Mudrick, who is fucking awful. Um, yeah, so yeah, they're, yeah. they're no judge of character to be to be. No, where are they in the table at the moment? They're they're mid right. table now. Right. You exactly, know exactly right. So let's have a bit of realism. You know, the boy at Cobham, you go to one of the fucking eight million Chelsea kids on about thirty grand a week, sitting there. You know, having their um poached eggs and smoked salmon every morning and they offer them Calmont Road and they go, no, I'm all right, I'll stay here. Fuck that. I'll wait and, I'll wait and, I'll wait and get picked up by a Burnley or someone or fucking, you know. And that, and that's what, you know, that is the realism. The, I think we're really like, we're quite romantic as a football club. We believe that all football players love football and they want to be here and they want to play football. Some people don't. Some players don't care. It's just a job and they want to pick it's up. It's a job their, their and they're good, they have to be good at it, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you know, the question about Joe Edwards and his contacts. I mean, I, th- I think I'm, I don't know why I think there was there was an album in the eighties, listeners, by Go West, and it was called "The King of Wishful Thinking." And there was the, the song was the "I'm the King of Wishful Thinking." I wonder whether that's that's a should be the Millwall run out um, the run out music when we come out. Not, never do, do away with "Let Them Come." We'll have we're on the King of Wishful Thinking playing. They're never going to be a fucking. Um... 
rocking all over the world again. <laughs> only had it seven times this entire calendar He's year. Mr. Bovell is doing his club DJ bit earlier on, but um, no status. Can I, can I make um, that? Can I make that point before we go on? There's someone said there was absolutely no atmosphere at the den yesterday. It's, it's dead. It's like it's it's finished, and I agree, right? But it doesn't help when you know you come back after you know a couple of away performances or whatever, and you come in and you fucking they've got a fucking videotape of former Millwall glories being yeah, played. Great Cascarino and, and Stevenson at Liverpool. Played at yeah. fucking 900 fucking decibels, stressing the fucking 20-year-old PA system to its fucking limits. <laughs> and I sit there and I think, it, I don't want to turn into the bloke out of fucking Sunderland until I die, mm. fucking on the on the second one, where it's like, but mate, just fucking tone it down a little bit. It's it's just yeah. You know when you've got like someone at work who's really really enthusiastic and tries really hard. <laughs> you just come in on Monday morning. You're like, I can't fucking deal with you today. Fuck off, right? Like it's just I haven't got I haven't got the fucking emotional wherewithal to deal with your shit today. Calm the fuck down. Go away. Leave me alone. It's quite funny yesterday. I mean, obviously we got the we close it out here, listeners. But I've got to the seat yesterday, which is I nicknamed Birdshit Corner, Harry, for a good reason. That it's invariably covered in bird shit up there which you'd think would be basic stadium management but you know what, what do i know but anyway yeah we, we weren't search going in the in the into the ground yesterday but anyway i got to the seat and then falling on, off of the security camera is a, about six inches worth of metal spiking this anti-pigeon device yeah. which you could easily pick up it'd make a great knuckle duster if you was really committed to um you know ultra violence <laughs> All covered, obviously all covered in bird avian germs and a, 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 like a, a tolerable, I suppose, if you're, you know, um, depending how you look at it, a little tolerable amount of bird shit there. But for what laugh this place is, it's falling to bits. <laughs> it's falling to pieces, and both physically and also from what we see at the times yesterday on the pitch. Um, Premier League, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I, so. I laugh um, at like this point last year, like a calendar year ago. I should have slung it, shouldn't yeah. I? Have, have, your, have, your, have your bird spiking. Yeah, threw it at Mr. Byfanel's <laughs> fucking tower. Threw it at Kavanaugh. Take that, Um, it's, a, it's funny, like a calendar year ago, we were sitting, what, just on the edge of the playoffs, and I think 45 minutes from, uh, yeah, yeah you know, time, we, we, we? we're sitting there. <laughs> but last year, we, we won, I, I saw a statistic and it was fucking shocking. We've only won one game, two games at home this season. And the last yeah. time was like on the 22nd of September or something like that, right? Yeah. And I just think to myself, and it seemingly is like everything is conspiring against us to make it as fucking miserable as possible. Without quite, like, we haven't gone full it's the hope that kills you and we haven't gone quite into the full sort of we're so bad you've got to laugh because if you didn't we'd cry no we're on the brink of being very average (laughs) but not quite getting there you know we're scrambling for like we're sort of one of them soap sort of cliffhangers where they're trying to fight a bit like (laughs) drowning in the sinking boat and they're trying to get to the door and the fingertips are scratching at the fucking trap door to get out and that that's what i feel like we are but We've got eight, we've got Captain Pugwash, I think, being, being given the helm, and he's sort of standing on the front waiting to go down with the ship. Also, you've got to think, and I, I'll say this, at what point, like, I don't know, it's a horrible thing, isn't it? But Will Millwall, mm-hmm. if, if we were to lose three games on the spin and end up very much mired in the relegation zone, at what point do Millwall go, mm, I, I, 
you know, this isn't working. This Edwards thing is not working. I, I, I mean, if obviously, it's that... project, if it's a project, surely you got to go with it. Yeah. Got, I mean, if it's a project, you got to go with it. But if it's if that if that project takes you into relegation, you've got to say the project is bigger than the immediate results of the club, which I think is. I was kind of speculating on this to myself yesterday during the game. I, I, there's no world, Harry, where relegation is a good thing, in no. my opinion. I, no, not at all. There was, you know, anyone that says you can have some kind of um, mass clear reset, out. clear out, reset, whatever, you know, press press the on off button or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't buy it because League One. I was just looking at some of the teams in League One. You, you've got the, the Fleetwoods and and and. Um, you know, odd, odd bod places out in the middle of nowhere. Milton, the Milton Keynes are in League Two, but anyway, you have got that level of club, yeah. and you know that's 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 what you're talking about. And yeah. you know, it's 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 a grim, it's a grim, Northern, grim Northern Exeter wasteland. City. Northern wasteland, yeah. really fucking Northern wasteland. Northern wasteland. The extremities of <clears throat> what's there? One London club, probably two, and their AFC Wimbledon, maybe Charlton. That's it. There's Charlton at the moment, Leighton Orient, uh, Wickham. Oh, we'd, we'd have a, we'd get a Neil Harris um, back to the den with Cambridge now. Who's, um, yeah. He got a win yesterday. Yeah, got, yeah. He won out, yesterday. Four out of six. Uh, Reading, Reading, obviously, are adrift in League One. But anyway, that's the point being that you don't want to find yourself in that division because we've a, been there. You can easily do a Reading. That's, I know Reading have got financial problems, but, I mean, we don't know what's going on with the Husky thing, um, which looms no. up out. Just just when you don't think it can get any worse, another another smattering of shit news drops upon, like the Bergwano in Block One drops upon. Well, the the thing with Husky, I mean, obviously the, the, there's a report, listeners who haven't seen it, I, I, it's done the rounds on social media, but I'll repeat it here, City AM, which is like a, a financial district um, newspaper for foreign listeners, um, but they're reporting that Millwall have um, taken a lawsuit against this Husky chocolate company. Um, I can only presume. It doesn't really give details of what the lawsuit relates to, but invariably, if a sponsorship, then it's probably going to be um, money-related, isn't it? Is it? Lack of, lack of, lack of, well, yeah. The interesting um, thing that I would say is of my... Um, they were quite big in, in motorsports <clears throat> for a little bit, Husky. Yeah, they have a Formula One sponsorship. They had they? Formula One sponsorships with McLaren. They had, uh, yeah. in IndyCar, one of the big sort of, you've got Penske, who are a big, big team, and then you've got Chip Ganassi, or the other team that win. And they're not backed mm. by manufacturers, but yeah. So Chip Ganassi, they sponsored, um, they won the Indy 500, I think. Not this year, last okay. year. So okay. as a Husky-sponsored car. So, you know, this is a big, probably... This is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. it's probably yeah. the third, second or third biggest motorsport event in the, in the world. Um, so, yeah. you know, the money involved will be big. Um, Huge, yeah, yeah. So the fact that they're no longer on any of those cars, as far as I'm aware, um, doesn't fill me with confidence. And also the fact that, yeah. has anyone ever actually seen a bar or a, other than at the den, has anyone ever actually seen any of this chocolate that exists Ever. No, like, even when yeah, I, I can tell you another place. I mean, you, you mentioned the indie racing scene, um, where they're not there anymore. I can tell you they're not in the on the front shirts of um, on the shirts of uh, Hammerby, the Swedish side. They were also we played them in a, a husky friendly, didn't we, at the start of the season? Green and white um, shirts, and they're also featuring the husky, but they're, they're not on their shirts anymore because apparently there's a dispute in Sweden between Hammerby and, and Husky, so they're now playing with. Just shirts, no, no sponsored shirts. 
So, no, I mean, you can only speculate on what the lawsuit is. I can't believe it's going to be anything else other than non, non-payment of money. So, uh, although we did see their adverts on, on display yesterday and obviously still on the, on the, on the shirts at the moment. So um, it's listed as a claim now. Where this will go, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen the product on sale. I do understand from um, our Stockholm contacts that it's, it's big... Uh, it's a product that's uh, amongst the, the Swedish skiing set, um, which I'm not a member of, Harry. I don't know if you're a member no, of the uh, I'm not Swedish middle, skiing I'm set. I'm not middle class enough to have ever gone skiing. <laughs> I'm middle class enough to have bought something from Faulkner & Mason, but I'm not middle class enough to have... have, have... I've never seen it. Apparently, apparently, the chap I was talking to brings his two boys. So they, they loved it because it's, it's kind of heavy chocolate milk drink. Very sweet, apparently. Yeah, um, it would probably put me off. I mean, but, you know, it's... the one you can get it in block. You can get it in the uh, Dockers Lower. They've got like a proper machine. Can you? With, with oh, it. can you? I it's, didn't know that. It's all right. It's better than the sachets of shit. But to be fair, yeah, all right yeah. on a tu- it's all right on a Tuesday night. But Saturday, Saturday tipple is normally beer or bovril for me. If I'm being totally honest, so um, it's it's not. <laughs> What's the um? Just a change of subject, and this just occurred to me. I've seen the beer machines around the dinner. Yes. Uh, normally I'm driving, so I can't I, I can't can't partake. But um, are they good? What are they like? Right. Yeah, they're good. They cut down beer wise and and you know service wise. Yeah, that you serve yourself, so it's all right. So it's, it's yeah. there's sort of a man. Uh, there's a steward standing here around with yeah. a cup to keep order. Yeah, yeah. To keep, yeah. yeah, to, yeah. Well, I suppose, and it and it doesn't. You know, I had I had when I first saw it before I sort of understood how it works. I had fears of well, this is going to cost the club thousands because it's going to be just. Now, yeah. now tap your cards for how much, how many beers you want to pay for, but it doesn't. It does. It dispense perfectly to a pint kind of thing. So it, right, you don't need to. Right. You can't nick beer. Basically, is the uh, is the, <laughs> is the thing. Because if there was a way to nick beer, it would have been nicked. Someone beer. will be at it. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, but yeah, they seem to they seem to cut the queues down, which is I think very good. That's that's part of the normal mill moan, isn't it? That fucking poor yeah, queuing, the, um, yeah. The people behind the yeah. thing is 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 forever. But I think um I think the club sort of, if I'm being totally honest, don't help themselves when it comes to shit like that. Like they probably should install more. And the way to get people into the den earlier is to make the beer cheaper before a certain time. It's worked to other football clubs. I don't, I don't get. One yeah, you, you would get one. You get them in the in the house yeah. early. Yeah, um, that's, that's yeah. the idea. If yourself, you know, we we're not particularly high. I think that was part of Cavs when they were looking at ways to raise money to fund this war chest to try and get us into the Premier League, which now looks mm. laughable, doesn't it? Um, but was that we don't sell, we're really low on the amount of beer we sell per per, mm. per person. And also there's a little yeah. bit of that of, also, it never helps. Let's, let's make this right. Getting to the den this half of the season has been fucking awful. Now, oh no, it's been a, like, it's been a mare. Like, you know, you that, say, don't drive, take public transport. I'd say, well, what public transport has barely barely existed to get to the ground? It's not just that either. Like, even if you do drive, Rov arrives there. Like, if you come from awesome, Oslo, that's Rov a mad house. Yeah, yeah. Jamaica yeah. Road's fucked. Surrey Keys is fucked. Blackwall Tunnel's fucked. So, like, name a name a way to get to the den isn't maybe by helicopter. Or maybe by um, if you live in Canary Wharf, like a certain post ex manager, you'd you'd be all right. But other than that, you're fucked. Um, so it's um, yeah, I I just think that at the moment, like everything that could go wrong in this first sort of half of the season is going wrong, and hopefully luck smiles upon us and and it changes for the right reasons. But I think we definitely um, 
you know, seven games this this calendar year. We, we're in December. I don't think is there another game before the end of the year. We've got the Boxing Day. Uh, we've we got QPR. We've got QPR and Boxing Day. I think we've got we've got Norwich, we've got Norwich on, on, on a Friday, Friday night. Friday like that's that's purposely cruel, isn't it? To give us Norwich yeah. on a Friday night, Christmas time. Yeah, yeah I don't know why that is so. Yeah, it'd be on Sky, and you'll get about nine thousand people in. I think, think they've, they've got the they've got the New Year's Day fixture, which seems to be a sacrosanct thing down at Bristol. So uh, I maybe it's to fit in between you know within Africa. And we always um, um, we always seem to get Bristol on New Year's Day, don't we? Yeah, it's, it's to it's to discourage you from travelling. I mean, you know, New Year's Day is going to go down to Bristol, but there we are. Um, yep, season needs to turn it around. H, I'm going to let, love you and leave you, mate. Big thank you to Harry for joining me on a Sunday morning. Um, on to Stoke next week, I think, dear listeners, and let's keep your collective fingers around the world crossed that we can get something out of that game because. Uh, it is looking a bit League One-ish <laughs> until the next edition of uh, Acton Will is, is good night from me. Good night from Harry Warren. Good night from me and good night from him. <laughs> Arriva Dirty Millwall. Acton Millwall. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.